Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is up, everybody? And welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adzsports.com slash Dallas, where we've got articles on news, analysis, and opinion of your Dallas Cowboys, ladies and gentlemen. And as always, remember that primetime is brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But before we do any of that, let's get into uh, very important updates here on the show before we dive into the Cowboys content. I also want to talk about the Cowboys for sure. Because we, you know, maybe it serves as a distraction. Maybe it serves as kind of a, uh, I don't know, relaxing scape to, to life as always. That's why many of us love sports. But we do need to start talking about the more Hamlin. Uh, that's really what I would like to do personally as, as well. So first and foremost, some updates as to what has happened since the last time that we spoke, which was last night at a, around 9 p.m. Central because we started the show a little bit late. I will start with the first update that was given by the by the Bills near 1 a.m. And that update, and I will read it out loud for you. It, it was the Mar Hamlin. The Mar Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest following a hit in our game versus the Bengals. His heartbeat was restored on the field and he was transferred to the UC Medical Center for further testing and treatment. He is currently sedated and listed in critical condition. That was the number one update. Number two update came at our around noon and the update was the Mar Hamlin spent last night in the intensive care unit and remains there today in critical condition at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Uh, we are grateful and thankful for the outpouring of support we have received thus far. And then the latest update, and this is from reporters. It is not an official statement or anything like that by the Bills. This is via several reporters interviewing Damar Hamlin's uncle named Dorian Glenn. Uh, Dorian Glenn. And the update was that his nephew, Damar, was on a ventilator is on a ventilator, but he's improved to 50% oxygen needed uh, after being at 100%. He's still sedated, but main focus right now is recovering to breathe on his own and healing log lungs. So we have to wait, of course. This is a positive update at the end of the day. We really don't know how positive because we're not there. So let's try to 
keep the speculation at minimum. So we'll try to we'll try to wait and make the best possible sh show right now and try to move on into some Cowboys topics. But before we do that, and I wrote something that I don't know if it will be published or not, uh, by the way, on ADC Sports, kind of just sharing it with you, though, right now, kind of word some feelings and thoughts on the whole situation. And honestly, the, the biggest point that I was trying to make with my article that I honestly wrote more to myself than for myself than to be published, but we'll see. My, my biggest takeaway from this whole situation is that I don't know if you guys felt the same, but when watching the game and my first reaction, my initial reaction was when that Ramar Hanlon went down was, oh, this is a, this is a tough blow for the Bills defense. Two seconds later, I realized the severity of the whole situation. And I think it's because we're not used to seeing anything like that. But I think that we have some, we can take away some things. As I questioned, and I questioned this to myself last night before coming on, uh, on the air here on primetime and before going to bed, honestly, and it was on my mind all night long, kind of feels wrong sometimes to be a football fan. And I don't know if you guys been through this. I was through this after the concussion movie was released. And then I kind of made my peace with it. I feel it just about every Sunday when I see a player go down with a concussion. And then three plays later, I forget about it. And I'm sure a lot of fans are in the same boat as me. And sometimes you ask yourself, am I wrong for loving this sport? And maybe the answer to that is no. Maybe, maybe it is yes. I mean... I really don't know, but at the very least, I think that going forward, there is a list of things that we can take away from it. Uh, number one is just always, 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 and I mean this in the most real way, keep in mind that these guys are humans. They might do superhuman stuff. They might do freakish athletic things, but they're humans at the end of the day, and this goes from tagging a player on social media with some hate content, with some hate messages, complaining about uh, the fantasy football league that you are in and tagging them and hating on them because of that, or maybe a four-leg parlay that you lost because of one player and tagging them and, and saying all kinds of mean stuff to them and tagging them. Uh, but it also means kind of understanding what the player's argument side of things is when we're talking about CVA negotiations, I know that Mina Kimes on, on one of her podcasts, she talked with a former player about pensions in the NFL and how maybe, you know, problematic that situation is because players don't get a lot of money out of their NFL pensions. And maybe try to figure out what they're asking for, what they're asking. And that also extends itself to player safety. How many times have we, watching a game, see a tackle on a defenseless receiver, for example, a hit on a defenseless, defenseless receiver, and complain about the game being too soft or things like that? But then understanding, and this kind of situation is a scary situation, but it serves as a reminder as to why those rules are in there in the first place. The NFL is trying to make this a safer game, not only so that we don't see 
instances like the one that we witnessed on Monday night, but also to get kids to play the game yet. Because you, you cannot blame any couple of parents or, or any, you know, any parent of any kid in any given situation. You cannot blame them for watching what happened last night and saying, yep, I won't let my kids play football. That is just honestly at some times uh, maybe common sense. So you can understand the whole player safety argument now, and this was a latest remind, the latest reminder on that front. And it also, one of the additional takeaways that I would bring to the table in that front is, this is these are games at the end of, of the day. I care too much about them. I obsess about football 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And I can tell you, this has not been the case anymore for a few years now. But I, you know, when I was a teenager, 15, 16 years old, weeks got ruined if the Cowboys lost a tough game or a big game or if they lost in heartbreaking fashion. I'm talking about my mood being down for multiple days because of the Dallas Cowboys. It shouldn't matter that much. And I'm not saying not to care about the team because that's the beauty of sports. That's literally where the beauty is, being a part of something bigger than yourself, having emotions, watching the games, watching your favorite players. But there's a line that you need to draw as well. It's just another reminder of the fact that, you know, these are games at the end of the day. Once more, I'm not saying not to care or anything like that. And I share all of this because I do go through that a question sometimes. And I never as much as the Hamlin situation right now, in which you ask yourself, man, should I be loving this sport in the first place? Yes or no? And especially when you maybe also watch boxing or you maybe also watch mixed martial arts and you mix it in with football, you kind of lose some sensitivity to the whole thing. And you see a person get knocked out or in this case collapsing after he hit. And sometimes it's normal because for, for the first few seconds, I repeat, my reaction was, this is going to hurt Bill's defense and Joe Burrow is going to make them pay because of that absence. Before I watched, you know, the players' reactions and the stadium reaction and figured out, oh, this is actually a very different scene to the ones that we are used to. But I do compare it to a concussion. When we see a concussion live in a football game, we might get scared for like a few plays. And then maybe the next drive, we have forgotten about it. We're worried about if the guy is going to make it back next Sunday or not. And that's kind of, that has a messed up side of things for sure. So just sharing some thoughts, sharing some takeaways. My reflection, uh, I will see if, if that article gets published. I will let you know in which, you know, I basically lay out these thoughts and feelings in a more organized, structured way, which is the beauty of also being able to write instead of just talking to a microphone. So some feelings and thoughts there. 
Uh, shout out to all of you who are joining the show just now. We will get into the Cowboys topics out of things, but I, I can, I couldn't start the show without sharing these feelings and these thoughts with all of you. Now that we've had a night's sleep on it, night of sleep on it, and you know, a little bit over 24 hours maybe to deal with the situation and figure it out, and, and also getting a positive update helped, even if. It is a very early update, and we should keep speculation to the minimum. But for those of you who are just joining the show and maybe didn't catch that part, uh, according to Cameron Wolf from NFL Network and multiple other reporters, including uh, ESPN and other media outlets, Dorian Glenn, the DeMar Hamlin's uncle, said that his nephew is on a ventilator, but he's improved to 50% oxygen needed after being at 100%. Right now, he remains sedated but main focus is recovering to breathe on his own and healing his lungs so that is the update that is a word on the mar hamlin the game itself postponed for this week we don't know if it will be played at a later game i at a later date i really highly doubt it i think that this game isn't played i think that it is the right thing to do to not play this game even at a, at a later date, but the NFL has not announced anything else other than the fact that the game is not being played this week. And also that the week 18 schedule remains unchanged. That means the other games will be played as scheduled originally. For the Cowboys, that means a 3.25 p.m. Central game against the Washington Commanders. And with that, I think that we can move on. Not before I see some of your comments. Thank you for joining the, the show. Uh, thank you to Bruce Toxic, uh, you know, Jeremy, Michael. I see all of you in the chat. Uh, Gregory as well. Joey Vela. Thank you, everyone, for joining the show. Do me a favor. Hit the like button, by the way. And let's let's try to let's try to do the best show possible and let's try to get into some Cowboys topics here before moving on to tomorrow's show uh the headline of the video is Jerry Jones actually made a great point about the Cowboys let's get into that we're not very used to complimenting Jerry Jones's appearances on the radio but I think that he did make a great point today on Sean and RJ over at 105.3 The Fan. He was asked by RJ, you know, or was it Sean? I think it was Sean. He was asked what was the biggest strength of the Cowboys heading into the playoffs? What was the biggest strength of the Cowboys? And you know that I care about this question a lot because I've been – pounding the table for the Cowboys to change their identity. And while the original identity of this team was a defensive one, remember Mike McCarthy after the Rams game in October telling the media, this is a defensive first operation. That was the actual quote from head coach Mike McCarthy. Since then, things have changed though because of injuries mainly and because of Dak Prescott's return to the playing field. Now, the identity for the Cowboys, in my opinion, should be their offense. Jerry Jones, when asked 
what was the biggest strength of this team? His immediate response was, and I quote, I'd put Dak Prescott right at the top, the core backing of Dak. And I agree. My question from me to you is, do you agree or disagree? That is the biggest strength of this team and the number one reason why you feel optimistic about the Cowboys heading into the postseason. Let me know in the chat if you agree or disagree with that take. I, for one, I will tell you, I do agree with it. I know that we've been excited for the defense for most of the season, but right now I am concerned about the state of the unit. Even if I think there are reasons to believe that it will continue to improve, specifically the pass rush, for example, I think that there is still some juice in there. You have a backup outside cornerback in which we might believe in the future, but right now he's still developing. He's still going through a learning curve as he gets ready to face some veteran quarterbacks in the playoffs and maybe uh, the best mystery relevant ever in Brock Purdy. But right now, the most likely opponent for Dallas in the wildcard round is, you know, a guy named Tom Brady. And if somebody knows how to exploit a backup cornerback or a weak spot in the secondary, it might be number 12. So I think Dak and the way that the offense has been playing is definitely the biggest strength of this team right now. And I wanted to touch on this topic because Dak keeps being hated on because of the interceptions. And I understand that the interceptions have been an issue for this offense. I also understand that many of them have not been even Dak's fault. They have been dropped passes by receivers. They have been wrong reads by receivers. Not all of them. Some are definitely on Dak. Uh, the second one against the Titans, for example, the Josh Sweat pick six. And there are other examples for sure. But how about Josh Ball getting beaten at the line of scrimmage and Dak's arm being hit, for example, earlier in the season? What about CeeDee Lamb not crossing the safety's face earlier in the season? So there is certainly an argument that, not even an argument, like a fact, that many of these interceptions of Dak are not his fault. And that's number one. Number two is you have a quarterback that is slinging the football. He's throwing it downfield. He's pushing the ball. He's doing it at a high level as well. And he is leading one of the most efficient offenses in the entire NFL. And sometimes you don't even need advanced stats to figure that out. The Cowboys are scoring a lot of points. They are one of the highest scoring teams in the league since Dak Prescott returned. That is if they're not number one, uh, because I haven't checked since last week, honestly. But they're among the highest scoring teams in the NFL with Dak. They're among the teams with the highest amount of first downs per play, yards per play. They are killing it right now on offense with efficiency. And when you look at EPA per play, for example, and completion percentage above expected, look at where Dak Prescott is. As you can imagine, the upper right corner in this graph by Ben Baldwin's website, runningbackstonematter.com, you see Dak Prescott right up there with MVP candidate Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, 
and Joe Burrow. I don't know about you. This is from by from week 17, by the way, when Dak Prescott returned. But this is good. Like, this is good quarterbacking from your QB. And, yes, the interceptions have been an issue. But even with the interceptions, look at where Dak is in EPA per play. And, by the way, EPA per play measures big plays, small plays. It gives each and every single play a weight based on down and distance, field position. EPA stands for expected points added. And it doesn't take less than 15 plays to analyze how a quarterback executes, which is what you would be doing if you went by Dax interceptions alone. No, it takes each and every single drop back. Dak Prescott is the number one reason why Cowboys fans should be excited about the postseason. Especially when, and I will add this, especially when you look at the rest of the NFC playoff picture and you figure out, oh, sure, Tom Brady is a very good quarterback. He's playing in a sort of a bad situation right now, heating up, so really don't know about what to expect from the Bucs. We'll get to that when the time is appropriate. But you're going to face, if you advanced, for example, you're facing Jalen Hurts. And the Eagles are a very good football team. But if you compare quarterback to quarterback, you might take Dak Prescott over Jalen Hurts any day of the week. The same goes for, obviously, a guy like Brock Purdy. The same goes for, if he makes it to the postseason, Jared Goff, for example. The Cowboys will actually have one of the best offenses in the NFC when time comes. For the postseason. And that is exciting. That definitely is exciting. Uh, let's see some of your comments here. Do you agree or disagree that Dak Prescott is the number one reason to be excited about the Cowboys being in the playoffs and should be looked at as the biggest strength of the team? Peter Rizzo says, I agree. Mando agrees. Gregory goes with hell, yes. Toxic, though. Toxic says, no, I don't agree. With Jerry Jones. He needs to stop talking on the radio and undermining his head coach. But wait, what, what does this mean, Toxic? What does this mean exactly? Uh, what do you think is the biggest strength of this football team? Neil says, no, I don't agree. 4-1 with a backup that was a street guy that anyone could have signed. This team has a lot of strengths. I would say that at 20% of the, ca the cap, Dak may not be an average strength. But let's review. Let's review. Win-loss records can be somewhat deceiving. That 4-1 backup record that we're talking about, and, you know, big applause for Cooper Rush. He saved the season. He did enough for the Cowboys to go 4-1. It was a fantastic effort by the team, by the coaching staff. So I agree with Neil in the fact that this team does have more strengths that we give them credit for. I agree with that. However, when Dak was not around, your offense stunk. Like, it was a bad offense. They kept... The, the, the one thing that they did, and it's a big one, I will give you that, is they took care of the football. As soon as they were not able to do that, the Cowboys lost versus the Philadelphia Eagles. But your offense was not putting you in a position 
to win. They were doing enough for the defense to do their thing and win the ball games. But in reality, the Cowboys were among the league's worst in scoring, in yards per play, in first downs, in EPA, in DVOA. They were not a good offense. And specifically, that game plan would not have worked for a long time because the Cowboys were running the football, running the football, and hoping for the best in first and second down when they let Cooper Rush throw some bombs behind max protection. That was not going to work forever, especially not against a good pass defense like the Eagles. And we saw what happened in that first go at Philadelphia. You compare it to what happened later in the season, and you saw Dak Prescott pick apart one of the best pass defenses in the NFL. So the part that I agree with from that comment by Neil is the fact that this team does have more strengths than we give them credit for. But if we're trying to single out the number one strength, yeah, I would go with Dak for sure. What else do we have here? Uh, let's see. Let's see. Toxic says actions are not congruent with what you're spewing, Jerry. That might be the case. I agree with that. <laughs> but I, uh, But I do think that that is a different conversation. Lumen goes with running, opens up CD and TY equals points, says Lumen. Uh, agree for Ines over at Facebook. Uh, Joey Bella agrees. Beal says, but we need the OC to be the best. Talking about Kellen Moore in there. Uh, Daniel agrees. Ashley says that no, he's not. Let's see. Let's see what else we have here. Toxic says, right now, Mike McCarthy and keeping Dallas resilient with a backup QB for five weeks. Okay, that is fair. That is fair. And I do think that Mike McCarthy deserves way more credit than he gets from the fan base, by the way. Michael says, I agree that that kid is good and they did sign T.Y. Hilton, so they have another weapon. Gregory says, Dak is a conductor of his orchestra. Cheryl says, he sure did. So, yeah. I would point towards this team being reliant on the offense to win in the playoffs. Now, there are there are other strengths once more. I like the wide receivers, obviously, and they go hand-in-hand hand with Dak's performance. Uh, the tight ends, tight end room has been very exciting this season. And on the defensive side of the ball, you can talk about the pass rush. You can talk about the secondary, because we don't talk too much about safeties sometimes, but they're one of the biggest reasons why these defenses also shined. Malik Cooker is one of the best center fielders that there is in the NFL. He allows the Cowboys to take some risks with the way that they structure their coverages. Donovan Wilson, man, Donovan Wilson maybe has some rough moments here and there, but he also has some wow moments, a lot of them. And when he... When he gets his gap, he goes through it like a cannon. Like, he looks like a laser. Donovan Wilson, sometimes I wonder if he would beat Kevonte Turpin in a foot race. Because Donovan Wilson, is fast. He can explode into those gaps. And he can get those tackles for loss sometimes in the most fantastic ways. I would also add... The pass rush. I, I'm still not panicking about the pass rush. I acknowledge that the Cowboys have to do better against 
some quality offensive lines like the Eagles. I think that they need to get their hands on the quarterback at least once. They walked away from that again with zero QB hits. But also we saw Micah put six pressures on against the Titans. We saw D. Marcus Lawrence play good football as well against Tennessee. We've seen him maybe we've seen one bad performance recently from D-Law at most. So I, I still think that the Cowboys pass rush can get back on track and I expect them to get back on track uh, as soon as the playoffs start. So I'm excited about that too. In fact, I would say that the pass rush is maybe the number two reason why I'm excited about the Cowboys in the playoffs. Now, uh, I do want to read this one by Neil. Coaching, says Neil, this season is a strength. Good schemes and team management rolling with the coaches way better than Jason Garrett. Dan Quinn in that defense, no question. I love this from Neil because I agree. And we talked about this, what was it? It was earlier in the season, but it was about midpoint, halfway, maybe after the Vikings win, if I'm not mistaken. Some of, some of you might remember this. But if you look at the NFC right now, and you look at the teams that are in the NFC playoffs if the season ended today, and we can go in order if you want. Like, like let's, let's think about it right now. You've got Nick Sirianni's coaching staff with the Eagles. Kyle Shanahan's coaching staff with the 49ers. The, uh, Kevin O'Connell's coaching staff with the Vikings. At number four, that is uh, Todd Bowles' coaching staff with the Tampa Bay Bucks. At five, you've got the Cowboys. Six, Brian Dable's Giants. And I do like Brian Dable, by the way. And then at seventh, if the season ended today, it would be Pete Carroll Seahawks. The Cowboys coaching staff has an argument to be the second best coaching staff in the NFC playoffs right now. I will give Cal Shanahan some credit. I think that he's one of the best coaches in the NFL right now. So I will put Cal Shanahan at number one in that improvised coaching rankings that, that we are doing right now the season ended today of the NFC playoffs. I would put Shanahan's coaching staff at number one, and I would put the Cowboys coaching staff at number two, no questions asked. Because not only do you have a coach with experience like Mike McCarthy, who has given your franchise back-to-back 12-win seasons, you also have Dan Quinn, as Neil mentioned, and I'm sorry, but I will also mention Kellen Moore in this one. Like, <laughs> I know that we are not bought in into Kellen Moore, but I just cannot ignore the fact once more, and I've said this multiple times, that when he has had a starting quarterback, Dak Prescott, he has led consistently one of the most efficient offenses in the NFL. Can he get better? In certain situations, can he do a better job maybe game planning or finding some easy buttons on his offense? Sure, 100%. But guys, one, one of two things has to be true. One of two things has to be true. Either Kellen Moore is a good offensive coordinator, keyword good, not great, not elite, not the future 
I don't know, Chip Kelly slash Kyle Shanahan slash uh, Sean McVay offensive guru. And I added in Chip Kelly just because I was trying to think as, of as much prime offensive gurus in an X's and O's way, not because Chip Kelly succeeded in the NFL, which he kind of didn't. Although he did inherit some cool stuff to the NFL. Maybe we can talk about that at a later date. But and he might not be top five, as Bill says. Like, Kellen Murray's, oh, uh, Kellen Murray's not a top five, says Bill. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm not trying to put uh, Kellen Murray in the top five offensive coordinator conversation here. But here's what I'm saying. Either he is good at what he does, or Dak Prescott is really like a top three quarterback in the league. Because I will, I will say it again, consistently, when Dak has been at the wheel for the Cowboys offense, coached by Kellen Moore, it's been one of the best in the league. Year after year. 2019, 2020, while Dak was healthy, which was not for long, 2021 and 2022. You're talking about one of the most efficient offenses in the NFL. One of the two has to be true. I think that Dak is a very good quarterback. You've heard me say this a lot of times. He is a top 10 quarterback in this league. To me, he is easily top seven. And you can even make the argument that he's top five, even though that is a very, I'm, I'm going to say like I, like I see it, I think it is somewhat of an irre irrelevant conversation, top five, top seven, because those guys are very close to each other, closer than we would like them to be. It's very difficult to figure out who's the best quarterback in the NFL because of how much systems matter and how much teammates matter and coaches, blah, blah, blah. Point is, that is as good as you, as you can get right now in the NFL. So I think that, but I also think that Garrett, uh, that, excuse me, Kellen Moore is coaching a very good offense right now. I think that he's built an offense that has answers for everything. And I've talked about this consistently as well. The Cowboys offense can go from under center. They can go from the shotgun. They can use RPOs. They can run the football inside, outside. They can go empty. They did so against the Eagles. That was a new look. They can go 13 personnel, 14 personnel. They can go 0-3 personnel, which they did against the Bears. These offenses, a lot of answers, and I love that. Bruce says, two things can be true, Mo. Kellen can be smart with some dumb-ass moments. I can live with that because I do think that he has a lot of improvements to, to make, for sure. <laughs> Toxic says, Low, lol, Mo called him Garrett. He's easy too. <laughs> that was a mistake. I'm sorry. So, yeah, I think that your offense is the biggest strength from this team. Now, lastly, before we get out of here, ladies and gentlemen, another topic that Jerry Jones touched on was the fact that the Cowboys are playing for a lot, and as such, they're aiming to play their starters. So my question for me to you is, should the Cowboys, yes or no, play their, their starters against the Washington Commanders? I know that we already touched on this topic earlier in the week, but I wanted to bring it up again because I think that we know more stuff now. So my question for me to you is, 
Do you think the Cowboys should play or rest their starters in week 18? While you give me your answers and before I give you mine, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net because the ride of the week is the 2022 Mazda CX-30 Premium starting at $32,130. It's got all-wheel drive, heated, power, memory foam, leather seats. It's got a Wi-Fi hotspot, which is a game changer, sunroof, premium audio, and a miles per gallon capacity of 24 when you are in the city. That goes up to 31 when you are in the highway. So make sure that you check out the 2022 Mazda CX-30 Premium over at FreemanMazda.net, a family-owned business for over 65 years. And remember, when you choose Freeman Mazda, you're choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer. Check it out over at FreemanMazda.net. Now, should they rest or play their starters? Let me see what you guys have to say. Claro que sí, says Joey Bella. Yes. Roger says yes. It's very important to win the division. Cheryl says play the starters. Show them what we are made of. Ines says always play to win. Peter says play. Jeff says definitely play. Play them, says Bill. Flat out with a solid offensive coordinator. You can protect them. No test for at least, not re no rest for at least the first half, says Bruce. More on that in a few moments here because I will share with you the three things that I think about the Cowboys and the way that they will handle their players. More comments, though, in the meantime. I think they should not be rusty, says Albert. Lumen says, yes, one seed is still available. Toxic says, yes, and it's an easy answer. So thank you all, by the way, for your comments. I really appreciate you jumping into the chat to share your, your, your thoughts on this. Rogelio says, play them. Here's three things that I think. Number one, and I will start on another place in the NFL to get to my answer. Here are three things that I think. Number one, I think the Jalen Hurts plays. That has been the expectation according to reports, according to news. Jalen Hurts is likely playing in week 18. Expected to be ready. Probably something that the Eagles knew and planned for all along. And that because of that reason, at least in part, the Eagles are 14-point favorites over the New York Giants. Because of that, I also think, number two, the Giants are not playing their starters. They might start them, and they might play one quarter, one half at most, I think the Giants are going to treat this one as a preseason game. Which leads me to number three. I think the Cowboys don't play their starters the full game. I think they do play. I think, I think that they do start them. I don't think that we see four quarters of Dak Prescott. And I don't think that we see four quarters of CeeDee Lamb and many other key players. So when, when all is said and done, I think that we will kind of see two preseason games in the NFC East. Hope that I am wrong 100%. I just don't see why the New York Giants would risk their guys for four quarters of football. 
I can see why you would risk them for one. Maybe you want to, as somebody said in the chat earlier, you don't want them rusty in the playoffs. You can see why Brian Dable might go into this game and think, we're going to the playoffs. Let's see. And, and we have a tough road to the Super Bowl. Let's give our players a taste of what playoff football is going to look like. Let's give them another shot at the Eagles. So I could see that. But I could also see a franchise that seems to be fully convinced about paying Daniel Jones and saying, maybe I don't want to play this offensive line against the Eagles defensive front, which is kind of a four-headed monster. So three things that I think once more, I think the Jalen Hurts plays, I think that the Eagles, I think that the Giants, excuse me, treat this as a preseason game. And I think that the Cowboys, by the second half, will not be playing their starters. I think that the Cowboys will also low-key treat this one as a, as a preseason game. And I think that it could also be reflected in a five-point betting spread by the Cowboys. The Cowboys are favorites by five heading into Sunday. And I think that you would agree with me that the Cowboys would probably be favored by a full touchdown against the Commanders if the season was to play a full game of starters, especially when Washington has been eliminated from playoff contention and all of that. Griff says Dable is trying to change the culture. He's playing to win. Man, if I had to bet, if I had to bet the, the Giants are not playing their starters for four quarters, I also thought that though, Griff, I will say that. And I am concerned about Brian Dable being in the division for an extended period of time. I really do respect him as a coach. But he went from saying on Sunday that he was playing their starters to saying, I will do what's best for the team. That tone change was significant, in my opinion. I think that it was significant. Hope I really hope that I'm wrong. And if I am wrong and the Giants play with their starters against the, the Eagles, they, they have a chance. You know, the game has to be played. Forget about betting spreads. And I love talking about betting spreads. But forget about them. They, 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 the game has to be played. And if the Giant, if the Eagles, excuse me, are playing a backup right tackle and you're facing the Giants' defensive front, you might see some broken plays on offense for the Eagles. So there you go, Tommy. Mo, why are you being a dream killer? This is me maybe injecting that optimism. If Brian Dable goes out there and he says, you know what, screw this, screw the Eagles, let me play my guys. He might have a chance. He might have a chance. They're going to play better fronts in the playoffs, so they better get used to it to summon on 1-5. Oh, yeah. They need to get used to it, but also you need to be smart about your quarterback. Lumen says, I thought that the Giants needed a win. No. The Giants are locked into the number six seed. They cannot worsen their position in the standings. They cannot improve it either. It's either the fifth playoff seed or the fifth playoff seed for them. Toxic, I also want to know that. 
Toxic says, Mo, are we bringing the custom heated benches again into Washington? I hope so. I wholeheartedly hope so. Although I will say, and I have not figured this out, like I, this is the first time that it crosses my mind all year. Have they been taking it when they're on the road? I would, I would think that, uh, I would think that they're not. When the Cowboys have gone on the road, I think that we would have heard about it, but I honestly couldn't tell you if they have been taking those heated benches everywhere. Because I think that somebody said that they were going to start taking them into their road trips. Crazy storyline from last year. Crazy storyline. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for me tonight here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. No one cool thing tonight. Not really in the mood for one cool thing, so we will postpone that to next week. I think that's fair. Thank you, everybody, for joining the show. Do me a favor and hit the like button. Share the stream if you are watching ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. As always, brought to you by our friends over at FibonMazda.net. Make sure that you check out the ride of the week over on their website. And I will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central. Thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you, Cheryl. Thank you, Ines, Lumen, everyone for tuning in. Do me that favor. Hit the thumbs up because that like is magic. It, it puts the show in front of more Cowboys fans and helps me out a lot. Shout out to all of you. Thank you. And I will see you mañana. Nos vemos el miércoles. Adios. Bye bye.